Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Heavenly Father, through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus the Christ. The sermon text for today is the Old Testament lesson appointed for the third Sunday in the season of Pentecost. I read to you from Ezekiel chapter 17, starting on the 22nd verse and reading down through to the 24th verse. Thus says the Lord, I myself will take a sprig from the lofty top of the cedar and will set it out. I will break off from the top most of its young twigs, a tender one, and I myself will plant it on a high and lofty mountain. On the mountain height of Israel I will plant it, that it may bear branches and produce fruit and become a noble cedar. And under it will dwell every kind of bird. In the shade of its branches, birds of every sort will nest. And all the trees of the field shall know that I am the Lord. I bring low the high tree and make the high... Uh, Make high the low tree, dry up the green tree, and make the dry tree flourish. I am the Lord, I have spoken, and I will do it. Thus far the text, I invite you to bow your heads with me in prayer. Gracious God, Heavenly Father, you indeed speak to us through your word, and we ask that you bless us by by this word yet again today. Open our hearts to receive it. Open our faith, especially to believe it. As we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. And may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus our Lord, friends, one of the oldest living trees known to man is said to be the bristlecone pine. Core samples taken from this species have been found to be in excess of 5,000 years old. Not that they're the tallest tree by any stretch. At only about 50 feet tall and with a trunk diameter of 154 inches, they kind of look like a small fire plug next to a California redwood, what they call a sequoia. Sequoias can grow up well over 100 meters in height. Uh, The tallest one currently tops out at nearly 116 meters or just over 380 feet tall. And yet these great trees, the oldest trees and the, the, the tallest trees pale in comparison to the great tree of which God speaks of in this text today. I myself will take a sprig from the lofty top of the cedar and will set it out. I will break off from the topmost of its young twigs, a tender one, and I myself will plant it on a high and lofty mountain. On the mountain height of Israel I will plant it, that it may bear branches and produce fruit and become a noble cedar. The cutting we know is Christ. The very one that God spoke of in Isaiah 11.1, where God promised a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots a branch will bear fruit. From his roots. Jesus will bear you, and you will bear fruit. You and no other. For of you, Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. John 15, 5. You the sinner, you the dead wood, you the infertile branch. You are made alive by the grace of God through the blood of his one and only Son and given to bear the fruit of his righteousness. Notice the progression here. Christ, the righteous one, first bears you, the branch. In your unrighteous condition, 
He bears you, for as it says in 1 Peter 3.18, Christ also died for the sins once for all, the just for the unjust, so that he might bring us to God. Having thus been brought, the benefit of our salvation is waiting for all of humanity, and yet only some will be saved. In Luke 17.37, Jesus warns, where the body is, there also the vultures will be gathered. As real as our salvation is, so too is the threat of death. Satan is eyeing up each one of us for a meal and is working all forms of evil to dissuade us from Christ. His is the temptation to all forms of self-gratification and pride, and his is the fall into sin and despair. But what does God tell us in response to that? In Isaiah 30, God says, In repentance and rest you will be saved, and in the quietness and in quietness and trust is your strength. Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. So Peter told the jailer when he was afraid and was about to kill himself, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. Acts 16, 31. Those words still the anxious heart. They bring the fearful and the contrite to the foot of the eternal tree, the one that is greater than all of the other trees, the one that's stained by the blood of righteousness. For that tree which brought death to the one brought life to us all who believe. So the fruit is life. That is the fruit that we bear, having been made into a noble cedar of God's own choosing and planting and doing. And he extends you, his life-filled branches, over the entire world, promising that under you, under the fruit of life that you bear as his true church, will dwell every kind of bird in the shade of your branches, in the shade of your righteousness in Christ. Every kind of bird will nest. The sorrowful, the brokenhearted, the abused, and the downtrodden will find shelter in the life that is flowing through you. Here I'd like to hearken back to one of my childhood friends, a dear woman who I first met all the way back in grade one at Pine Grove Public School in what was at that time called Preston, Ontario. I've often said that this dear soul radiates the love of Christ. If you called her home and she wouldn't be there, even her answering machine gives you a sense of peace. <laughs> she is zany. She's full of all sorts of crazy ideas. She keeps snakes in her house. She has MS. She's confined to a wheelchair. And the last thing I heard during the pandemic, she was still waiting eye surgery, the cataracts in her eyes becoming uh, so suddenly thick, so suddenly um, opaque that she wasn't even, even able to see and she was declared legally blind. And yet this dear soul, she lives out her life as a branch of God's holy tree and and seated in God's holy love, people are blessed by her testimony and, and through her life. What I'm driving at here is that any one of the branches that God has in this trees, in, in his tree, they're by no means perfect. Each one of us has what we might refer to as quirks or limitations. And of course, we're all sinners before God. But that's no hindrance to our Lord. 
His tree still bears fruit because of how it has been planted. When I look across the many other branches extending outward from Christ, when I look at the multitude of servants that worship here in this place or that serve our holy Lord and Savior literally all over the world, I'm in awe of the size and the scope of God's tree. Each one of us bears fruit in keeping with God's righteousness, some just a little, and some in abundance according to God's plan of salvation. Be blessed in how God uses you. Understand that you're a part of the tree. Don't interfere with God's purpose is what I'm saying here. God has elevated you to the rank of blessed servant alongside that chief of servants which he planted in our midst. So the rest of the world will know who he is. He might use you to bring low the high tree or to dry up the green tree. He might use your words to, or, or, or set your life before the haughty as an example of how God can benefit a repentant sinner's life. Similarly, God might use you to make high the low tree or to make the dry tree flourish. God's righteousness flowing through a sinner such as you could equally uplift someone who has been crushed by Satan and by the powers of this world. So it is with God. He speaks and it happens. He loves and so it grows. Consider the words of Psalm 92, verses 13 and 14 as your key verse for this week. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still yield fruit in, the, in old age, and they shall be full of sap and very green. God selected one small branch from all of Israel, one single stem, an offspring of David to make all of this possible and blessed you through him to be his church and serve as a testimony to the world. You shall be God's planting and a tender shoot, blessed in Jesus, attached to him by God, and you shall bear fruit for all time. Once again, that's Psalm 92, 13 and 14. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still yield fruit in old age. They shall be full of sap and very green. May this great and holy tree continue to grow to the glory of the one who planted it. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray. Gracious God, we praise your name. You chose your son. You put him above everyone else on a tree that was stained by blood. You made him the greatest tree ever. And you've made us part of that tree. By your holy love, you blessed us to abide in him. And by your holy love, you've made us to bear fruit. Help us to continue on as your church in the testimony of the greatness of this tree, that those who hear your word might indeed be in awe and turn to you for their salvation. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. And may the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, your Lord. Amen. And amen.